0: Welcome to Becoming. This is episode 83, How Becoming Began. This is actually an encore episode where I interviewed Tawny. I surprised her and didn't let her prepare at all. And I wanted her to share her story of how she started this podcast. And I really think her story is as inspiring as any interview or episode that we've done and it turned out to be one of my personal favorite episodes and I think it'll be one of yours. It's actually Tani's birthday today and I thought this was the perfect way to celebrate her birthday with sharing an episode that really just shows what a beautiful person she is. I hope you love the episode.
1: Welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. We are your hosts, Tani Beardoff
0: and Erica Peterson. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently and discover who you really want to become. So today we are going to mix it up a little bit and do take two of hanging out with Erica and Tani. And pretty much I am making Tani super uncomfortable today because <laughs> I'm not letting her prepare. I just want to ask her a few questions and have us talk about some things we've learned. doing the podcast, trying to do the podcast, doing this whole situation and it is not easy for us to do this on the fly so we're going to see how this goes
1: i know my heart's beating so fast <laughs> it's so
0: silly but i the reason why i want to do it this way is cuz i've heard you tell so many people the same story so many times cuz we get to share with people why we're doing this and you've shared a lot about like the deeper part of it but i want you to tell me And our listeners, like, what happened, like, the process that happened that sparked this and then what you did to, like, make it real. Okay. Because you were going through this, like, situation where you were kind of thinking, like, what should I do? Like, should I go back to school? Like, feeling kind of like there was something more that you needed. Oh, totally. So then, like, what did you start doing? Were you, like, praying to figure that out? Were you researching stuff? What were you doing?
1: I did feel like it was a void in my life at that time. And I didn't, I felt guilty feeling that way because I have a great life. You know, I have these beautiful children, a great husband, and I'm like, why do I feel this way? And so many other mothers that I know felt completely content. And I knew it wasn't like a lack of love for my family, but should I have gone to school to be a counselor or should I have, you know, there's so many different options running through my head that maybe I just did things wrong and I wasn't as prayerful as I should have been when thinking about my career. So, you know, it started to really bother me and haunt me. So I thought, you know what, my life's not over yet. I'm hopefully not even halfway through with my life. So it's not too late. And if I need to go back to school, I can go back to school. Like I can be whoever I wanna be. So I remember um, like this was really heavy on me and I didn't really share these feelings with hardly anyone. And I was talking to a friend when I was doing her hair And she said, what are you talking about, Tawny? She's like, you are doing that. She's like, you do it daily, one-on-one with people. She's like, you've totally influenced me. And you're always very open and, you know, connect to people and make people feel loved. And I'm like, what? Like, I never allowed myself to think that maybe I was okay. Maybe I was in the right place. So that just kind of opened my eyes to not be so hard on myself. And by having that new perspective, I just felt more hopeful. And I remember um, at the same time I was taking a parenting class um, through our church as well. And this woman is just incredible. And she was teaching me how to like teach my kids how to feel connected to the spirit or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, just following your gut and just learning how to be connected to God more. And it was so interesting because I was learning how to teach my kids that. But at the same time, all of a sudden, I was opening my eyes to how I feel that impression more, and I wanted that more. So I started to really let go of more worldly things, you know, like just small examples. When I would do laundry, I would have Netflix playing in the past, but now I was trying to like listen to spiritual things, listen to different talks, uh, just even good podcasts, like some things that were useful and really uplifting. And I was just using my time so much more wisely. I was living with a lot more intent. And I really had a goal and I was, I've never worked so hard for something in my life. And I was kept just praying, I kept praying like, okay God, what is it? I'll do it, whatever it is, just tell me what it is and I'll do it. You know, I'd been praying that prayer for years. God, tell me what it is and I'll do it. I'll do it, I promise, whatever it is, I just wanted this crystal ball. Like, if you tell me, I'll, I promise, I'll be faithful and I'll go for it. But I never really had any distinct impressions. So after my friend, you know, Tells me that when I'm doing her hair, and I'm going to this class, and I'm learning more about how to connect to the Spirit, things just started changing. For the first time ever, I was starting to feel different. I knew that something was on my fingertips. I just had a lot of hope at this time, and
0: that's a very different feeling from what I had felt the past the, years, the weird guilt that you just like—I'm not doing yes. what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah,
1: it was just so that was just so heavy to bear, and I—it wasn't serving me. It wasn't helping me,
0: and it wasn't true. Like there were small things that were you were fulfilling what you were doing, but you still—I just like knew there was, there was something, something more. Yeah,
1: exactly. I just knew there was something yeah. more. So in this parenting class. I actually learned different ways to pray. And we've had a prayer episode that I took a lot of that from. And she said to just be more specific and to be actionable.
0: Like, like bring something to the table. Bring an idea to the table instead of asking for all the This ideas. open-ended
1: question. Tell me and I'll do it. He's not going to write me this message in the sky. Like totally. I wanted a lightning bolt answer. And so I started coming specifically to him. Like, "Okay." What does this look like? I, should I go back to school and be a counselor? I really thought that would be a good avenue for me for my gifts and my talents are, and what I was noticing and who I was personally and how I connected to people. But I remember praying and it, it just didn't feel right. So one day I'm in, and this is super personal, but I do feel like we learn best by sharing with each other and learning from each other. But um, I was in the kitchen one day. And I was alone, which is very, very rare. (laughs) Everyone's sleeping or at school. And I was having this constant prayer in my heart. And I wasn't even on my knees. I was just doing the dishes. But I had this really special, special spiritual experience. And I'll just say that I really, I don't know if, you know, when you hear or feel or a thought comes to your mind, but I knew that God wanted me to know that I was exactly where I was supposed to be. It was a more clear experience than I've ever had. And I knew that I was okay. I had been given specific experiences in my life that were hard, that I had to overcome to prepare me for who I needed to be, for what was the next step in this process of my life. And so that just really was very touching for me, that I felt like I didn't screw up or make all these mistakes and was living this life I shouldn't have. It was just like, oh my gosh, yes, like, it's okay and this is actually more than okay. I experienced what I needed to. I just felt so much peace and I knew, like, I don't know, I just knew things were gonna change and so after praying a lot about this work I was supposed to do, I knew it was with teens. I knew it specifically, like, no doubt in my mind. I just had worked with a lot of teens in, you know, coaching gymnastics and through teaching at church and I love teens. I feel really connected to them. And I don't know if it's because I'm... A teen at heart. A teen <laughs> at heart. And I just, like, get you guys, and I love you. And uh, I feel like I can easily put myself back into when I was that age. And all these things I'm learning and growing from, it's like, gosh, if I would have known that. Like, I feel like my life could have been so much easier and more, and more happy, honestly. Not even easier, like life, hard things happen no matter what. No matter who you are, what your situation is, there's going to be trials. But I feel like I would have been more prepared to handle them knowing the things I know now. And I could have found more joy even in the heartbreak. This is the time of life where you're really discovering who you want to be, what you want to believe, and you're just adapting like your life experiences to choose your new thoughts and beliefs. So, I don't know, it's a really vital time of life. Yeah. And I have a lot of teenager friends. <laughs> I do hair and I like don't really work that much anymore because I've uh, so many kids. <laughs> it's too hard and busy, but I will never turn down a teen. If if a teen asks me, I will always do their hair. So, that's how, kind of how I feel like I get to connect still. And I remember trying to give advice. Uh, You know, they'd ask a few questions, and there's podcasts that I listen to that I'm like, oh, you need to hear this, but they have to sift through all these mom examples. And like, they are not going to listen. They're not going to listen. So I literally started searching for teen podcasts, and I could not find any. And I knew it's so helpful for me and it's quick and easy and it's free and this resource is so valuable for me but I could not find anything but I never once thought I should do one. Like that's not my wheelhouse that wasn't even an interest to me but I just was like someone needs to do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the interesting thing is a couple of friends of mine and I started this, we called it the pod squad and we would listen to podcasts and it was like a book club and we would talk about what we listened to and it was really cool and really useful for each other to really like a little mini counseling session with each other and we started sharing our our goals and what we want to do um and I literally was like I just want to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing and I remember one of them was a young woman's president and we were talking about authenticity and I was sharing all that I'd learned recently and I just feel like I'm I've never been so comfortable in my own skin as I have after this, and I've learned to just really love myself, and I don't compare anymore. I just am in this really sweet spot where I'm just like love people, and I really see, I feel like you can see so much goodness and strengths and talents in so many people when you're just not comparing yourself and so busy in your head worrying about who you are, and, um, so we were talking about that, and one of my friends is the young woman's president. And she said, oh, my gosh, you need to come speak at girls' camp in our ward. You know, I'd just been released, and I missed these girls so much. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, me? Like, no. Like, I was afraid to say a prayer, you guys, <laughs> in church. Like, I actually would—one time I got asked to say the prayer in church, and I— Lied, and I told my husband that they asked him to say it.
0: <laughs> you guys, Tawny has uh, she's comfortable in her skin, but she is she has not been comfortable in her speaking abilities, even though she no. is bomb at it. No, but it's awful. it has been hilarious watching her be like, Why? Why me? But <laughs> I hate doing it. Like, I
1: am shaking, nearly crying. I it's always been a fear. Like, for example, since I was young. Instead of being grounded, if I did something bad, my parents would have me call people. Like, you have to call the pizza man and order the pizza. I'm like,
0: no! (laughs) It's like the worst thing you could ask me to do. (laughs) But why? I'll do anything. I'll be grounded for a week.
1: (laughs) I hate it. Like, I was terrified of people. I don't know. It's very strange.
0: But it's still something that you have really grown in your Ability to like be able to speak in public. Thank you. Because of the podcast, and then you've also done a lot of speaking engagements. So, but that's ha- why it's she shocking. has this unnecessary fear of her abilities. But yes, that's
1: that's why I really need to show like how much things have changed. Yes. I mean, I would teach primary kids, like little kids, and I would have to wear black to church only because I'd <laughs> sweat have sweat pits. <laughs> to the primary kids, I'm nervous. very, I'm very nervous in front of people. I just. I have a hard time conveying my feelings. And so, you know, I second guess everything when I do say something, even a prayer, I'll come back in my seat and be like, oh, why did I say that? I should have said this. (laughs) I just analyze every little thing. So it just has created this fear in me. It's just really funny to look back on my life and seeing like, I had a lot of little opportunities to grow in this area, but I refused them. (laughs) I... I hid from them. Like, for example, I had to take a public speaking class in college. And it was just something that had to go along with my major. And I was like, no, it was so scary. But I just forced myself to get through it. And I remember we had to do a persuasive speech. You had to be able to talk on both sides of the debate. So I chose to do organ donation and why it's important to do it and all of the great value. And then also why people might choose not to do it. And whoever got voted at the end that people liked their persuasive speech the best, they would go on to the competition at a state level. Everyone voted after, and I I worked really, really hard on my speech, and I probably was sweating and shaking the whole time, but I was satisfied, and I'm like, okay, phew, that's over. I never want to do that again. But when the votes came in, I got voted to move on to the state level. Because she was the best. <laughs> I, I highly doubt it. I don't know. I guess it was just interesting content. But I refused him. My teacher pulled me aside and told me I won and was telling giving me all the details about the next step. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and she's like, wait, What? you won. It's so exciting. I'm like, Oh no, I'm not ever doing that again. Like I hated it. I don't (laughs) like speaking. She was really upset with me that I wouldn't, I just refused it. So they gave had to give it to somebody else. But the reason why I bring that up is we are given all these opportunities in our life to progress and be better. And I look back at little, I could name you like four different things like this, that I just, I was too afraid. I was too afraid. I chose to give in to the fear and to not progress because it's scary. And I didn't want to push myself outside of my comfort zone. And now, as I look back, I'm just so disappointed. And everything Mm -hmm. happens for a reason. And I, you know, I don't want to live in regret. But it's just what I want to urge you guys to do is push yourself. Push yourself outside of that comfort zone to try new things. Because what you think is one of your weaknesses... It really could be one of your greatest values and strengths, but how are you supposed to know that you have these gifts and talents if you never try? If you never push yourself to push past the level of comfort and grow. One of the scriptures that has really helped shape this whole experience for me when I started doing these things that scare me. You know, I've been asked to speak, you know, at girls camps and to different youth groups at a local high school. There's all these different things that have terrified me in the past. Like, no way would I have done that voluntarily. No. But all of a sudden, this joy of being able to spread this message that I'm trying to has way overcome my my fear. And the more I do it, I'm actually really enjoying it, which is wild for me to say. But it's because I get to have one-on-one experiences with you teens. and And that experience has been just more joyful than I would have ever imagined. But a scripture that I have been really focusing on since this whole journey for me started is from Ether
0: 1227. And it here, you read it. (laughs) (laughs) So it says, And if men come unto me, I will show unto them their weakness. I give unto men weakness that they may be humble, and my grace is sufficient for all men that humble themselves before me. For if they humble themselves before me and have faith in me, then will I make weak things become strong unto them." That's beautiful. He does help us make our weaknesses stronger. I love that it says, you
1: have to come to him humble. And that's how the change happens. And I feel like I couldn't have been more humble about about this part of my life. I, I didn't feel adequate. I didn't feel good enough. Um, but the more I'm just like, I'm going to try and I need your help. Um, he's always been there. He's always, um, so back to how this came about, that young woman's president asked me to speak at their camp. And I remember telling her, I don't know if I can do this. Are you sure? Like, Oh, I don't know if I'd be good enough. And she just said that she felt prompted to ask me to do that. And she just wants me to think about it. So she left, and I got on my knees, and I'm just like, God, I would love to help these girls. Like, do you think I'm capable of this? And you guys, I'm sorry, I'm a crier. I told you that it (laughs) it was – it's one of my goals to cry once a day. So dang, I
0: fulfilled it. You already got it done. Nailed it.
1: Okay, so I'm on my knees, and not only did I feel like he wanted me to do this, it was crazy – I literally heard, like, get a pen and a paper. And I was like, what? So I just grab a notebook and I just start jotting, like, the outline of what I was supposed to talk about. Like, it just flew out of me. I've never had an experience like that. And all of a sudden, this thought came into my head. I want more people to hear this than just these girls. And I just had been remembering about how I wish there was a podcast for teenagers. And it just finally connected, like, maybe you should do it. And I was like, no. (laughs) I was fighting, wrestling my own brain. Like, no, you cannot do that. Like, you have no idea how to do that. And I kept wrestling with this idea. And my first thought was like, well, I can help it happen even if I don't do it. So I called my sister, who is a, a very educated. She has her master's degree in social work psychology, and she's the kindest person on the planet I knew she would be perfect perfect for it so I call her and I'm like okay this is crazy I've had this crazy experience but I know a podcast needs to happen for teenagers and I think you're the one I think you need to do it and she just sat there kind of silent (laughs) and she's so wise and she said Tawny I love this idea and I support I support it 100% but I was not given that inspiration that intuition to do that you were for a reason. You need to do it. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> That's not what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted you to say you would do it. And then that feeling would be off my chest. And she's like, oh, no, like, you need to go for it. I support you. But if you feel it, you need to do this. And she had just recently told me to read the book, A Girl Wash Your Face, which just kind of like just tackling your passion and what's in front of you and it's really motivating book and I had been reading it and she's like come on girl this is all you so I hung up and I was a little disappointed because I at least wanted her to say I'll do it with you or something like I felt really inadequate so I get back on my knees and I'm asking my father in heaven like there's no way that what you want me to do is a podcast right like I'm not capable I couldn't do that. But is this what you are kind of pushing me to do? Is this what you're suggesting? And it was kind of amazing. I just kind of heard like, you're capable because you're willing. You're capable because you care. And I remember just feeling like when I voiced it finally, like I will do this if this is what it is. I've been wanting to know for years, like, what's something I could do to fulfill my purpose. And just having this simple, I don't know, I just feel like it's kind of this, I'm in this tunnel, and I've seen this light for the first time in this dark tunnel. And I don't know if this podcast is, I don't know if this is the end game, but I knew I see this just enough light to keep walking. And I felt so much joy and love in my heart when I just decided, I'm gonna do this. And I've never felt so elated. Yeah, Like I was so happy for days and I just knew, and I was so scared to tell <laughs> anyone, like yeah. really terrified. Like people are gonna think, who do you think you are? And I remember saying that, like, God, I'm not qualified. I can't do this. And I just remember feeling like, I'm not asking you to be anything you're not. I'm not claiming on this podcast to be a psychologist. And to think that I have this upper hand on anything, like I'm kind of here with you, just learning and growing with you. I am interviewing people who are professionals. You know, like yeah. we're not claiming to be these experts, <laughs> we're just we are not, <laughs> we're here with yeah. you. Like, and that when I finally came to those terms, I was like, yeah, we can create this community, this platform for this type of content where people will feel connected and they'll want to become more than they are. And that's the name of the podcast just like float in. And then I wrote down probably 20 or so episodes just on that same notebook. Boom, 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 boom. I didn't even think about it. And it was just this confirmation that this is the next thing I need to do. So even though I was scared, you know, I actually told myself, okay, that's a good idea. I think I'll, uh, do that in a couple years. I'll think about it. I'll, you know, start preparing and I'll raise these kids, have them be a little older, and then I'll do it in a couple years. But I could not sleep for days. I could not sleep. I knew I had to do this and I knew it had to be soon. So I remember voicing it to Erica. We were actually headed to a concert together, just her and I. We were headed to a little date to Keith Urban. And I was scared to tell her. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I have this like crazy idea, but I'm doing it. Do you remember that conversation? Do I remember that Very conversation?
0: Well. Yes. <laughs> I remember like every moment of that conversation. It, it was, we were just in the car and chatting and she tells me her idea and like, yeah, it's so scary. Like immediately I felt like scared, scared for you, like scared for how hard that is. And like, just even just doing it. And also like, being able to be brave enough to like, tell people and like, you know, because it is hard putting yourself out there and being like, Hey, everyone listen to me. Oh, my gosh, you know, (laughs) like, that's so hard. And so like, I was but I also was like, yes, like, Tani and I have, we've had like, such a quick connection with our friendship and like we've spent hours trying well trying to talk to each other because our kids are always (laughs) interrupting us but like every time that I'm with her I love speaking with her and like hearing her ideas and we have like shallow to deep conversations and every time I talk to her like it's never enough and so like like I knew that other people would want to hear from her and I just knew it was a great idea like that's so nice she has she does have such, such a love for teens. And my, my side of the story was just like, I'm an, I'm I'm a, I'm an activator, like, let's do it. And truly, yes, I'm a just do it. But she already had done a lot of the work to get started. Like, you already bought the podcast space, you already had named it, you'd already like done all these things, you had like, Figured out how to record on your own. I
1: think I had three episodes
0: And that's totally, like, a me thing. Like, I would have done all that. I would have done that, like, the moment that I thought about it. Because I wouldn't be able to stop thinking about it. But, like, that was something that you really totally did on your own. But my thing was, like, I want to help you. Like, I want to do this. I want to help you make this more. And, like... And you have. Well...
1: You, She just surprised me with a website, you guys. Like, she didn't know how involved she was going to be at the beginning. I just said, what are you passionate about? Like, give me ideas of episodes. And all of a sudden, she was, like, really running with it. And I was like, yes. It felt so good to have someone that supportive. It was amazing. And I remember uh, her just one day being like, I have a surprise for you. I'm like, well, what? And she
0: full on made A website for us. I just knew there needed to be a place to call more people because you're not going to get found on – which she already had created, like, the Instagram account. But I just knew we needed, like, some sort of place for people to go where they could, like, understand who we are and what we're doing here and, like, who she is and what her story is. And, I mean, she has a gift for being able to – share and speak and and like share love through her words and I have a gift of being able to like do things and like plan things and schedule and organize and not make it feel as overwhelming so it was like let me help you let me do this like let's Mm -hmm. get going and let me give you a break by doing a couple episodes while you get some other content going and then it was like let's do these together and it's just boom, 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 boom. But I have a super strong belief that this podcast is like 100% for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like all of this has been like growing for me and growing for us and like fulfilling my life in a way I would have (laughs) never, ever tried to do. But like, because I had a friend to do it with, like, it's now my thing. And like, I own it. And We've had lots of meetings because it's also Tawny's baby. Like, Tawny (laughs) created it, but I told her, like, it's your baby, but I want to help you raise it. So, like, we love doing this together. And, like, it is so for you, but, like, it's for me. (laughs) No, it's funny
1: that I feel the same way. And I remember that, like, if no one, if not even one person listens, I just remember feeling like I needed to commit to at least doing a year because I I needed it. I don't know why, but this was something I needed to grow. And literally, if no one listened, and it was just for me, then it was what I needed to do. And that was going to be okay. And it was the scariest to tell, you know, this is a scary thing to do. Like, you're going to be criticized. There's no doubt, like putting yourself in this position, I'm going to be criticized. Either people, you know, that I don't know could be, commenting mean things you know on her Instagram or whatever or people that I do know that was more scary to be honest like wondering what people are going to think of me that I know like why does she think she can do that like who is she thinking she can run something like that and that was really scary and it was just kind of the most amazing thing to just feel 100% supported. I'm sure people were thinking things, but nobody said anything negative no, to me. That's true. And everyone was like, just like encouraging and kind. And you know what? Even if people were mean, I would have just kept pushing because it felt so good to finally have some light in that tunnel. And it's been really a, the most growing experience I have ever, ever had. It's been so positive. We've met amazing people. And
0: incredible teenagers. Like, I have grown. I haven't had the opportunities that Tawny has to work with teens and, like, be interacting with them one-on-one. And, like, I have grown such a love for teens and realized, like, what amazing people they are. I mean, so many of them have taught me things that I can do to, like, love myself more. Just amazing people and, like, getting to know teens on... A whole just whole level. You know, yeah. just a new level has been so awesome. And I've been so inspired by the things that they do and the things that they're struggling with. So it's been so beautiful that way for sure.
1: The most amazing part about Erica joining is I remember like thinking, okay, I don't know how to do this all. Like I'm going to need support. And I just prayed that God would kind of place the right things and the right people and help me to start doing this and growing it. And I felt like he just kind of handed me Erica and said, here you go. And because she's good at all these things that I don't even know about. And I had this, there's this movie called uh, Field of Dreams. And it's this really, it's an old classic. You got to watch it. But uh, there's a part where, help me out here.
0: He's building like a baseball field in the middle of a cornfield, basically. And it's like miles away from anything. And the line, the classic line from the movie is, if you build it, they will come.
1: Yeah, because his wife and everyone in the community is like, you're going to lose your land and your house. Like, what are you doing? And he just said over and over, if you build it, they will come. And it all worked out. And it's like the coolest, fun story. But that had played in my mind a lot. And if you build it, they will come. And I didn't want to have to worry about the details. And I knew that the right people who needed to hear this would find it. And... I just had that mentality. I just needed to focus on the content and getting it out there and then it'll just naturally grow. And then that's where Erica came in and was like, well, let's build it. Let's build it then. And she had these different ideas that I wouldn't have ever even thought like hashtags alone. Like those little things. I'm like, what are you talking? I would have never gone there. Like, you know. I just would have hoped it would have just started growing. But Erica has these skills that are making it grow more. And just that simple example, you know, I have a whole journal full of, I'm calling them love notes from God, that when I was stuck on something and worried and I just, you know, begin to feel inadequate or, you know, that this just isn't working how I want it, it's like something the next day just pops right there. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that's the answer. And it's just answer after answer after answer and I just feel like these love notes from God are constantly happening to help me know that I'm on the right track and I just need to keep going and I'm so glad I have because we've met the most amazing people I've grown because I've grown so much as a human like I am so happy with the direction it is going we've been able to connect with some of the most remarkable people already and we haven't even gone a year yet and it's just been the most pivotal life experience that I've ever had.
0: Yeah. So, okay, I have one final question for you. I want to know if there has been a moment doing the podcast, whether it be connecting with somebody online or through interviews, like is there a moment that you've been especially grateful for?
1: What a heavy question for me to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Because every single episode somehow is my favorite. Every week, I'm like, oh, this is my new favorite, and it is. So that's really a hard question to answer, but I think I would have to say, I can pinpoint a specific feeling I had when we were doing a Tales from Teens. And I remember a teen being incredibly vulnerable and willing to share a scary story of something she was experiencing, knowing fully that anyone could hear this. And it was just gonna be put out there in the world. And I was so inspired by her strength. I'm just in awe of you teens and like how much further along you are in life than I ever dreamt of being at that age. You guys are so smart and you're so willing to learn and grow and I'm I'm just so inspired by teens these days. Like they are unbelievable and I've learned so much through connecting one-on-one with teens specifically. I love doing Tales for Teens.
0: That was one of my favorite moments as well.
1: I want to know yours, Erica. what's your favorite moment you can remember?
0: I think that one of my favorite things that I've learned was from natalie norton's two part episode. Mm.
1: Um, she that. just taught
0: me so much about like moving forward through trials and um like not letting things that you're scared of like take over your ability to like be there and enjoy and like experience so much joy in your life and I really really used her high five I kept it as my screensaver so the five things are to get outside take a shower do five jumping jacks have a moment of meditation and then also either give gratitude or to somebody else or like write down some things you're grateful for it just really helped me to like have control I tend to like make small things be overwhelming for me and it was so helpful for me to like gain some momentum and control and I was really scared of connecting with God because I was fearful of scary experiences that I might have if I connected with him and depended on him too much and I realized that that's not really what he has in store for me he's just there for me when those things happen and that I can, like, have power and control to be able to be happy and not be scared. And things will happen in our lives, but that's not (laughs) – that that shouldn't limit me from connecting with God. And so that was really helpful for me, and I have found a lot of beautiful things in that and felt like I could also connect with other people who are struggling with things. So I thought that was one of my, like, biggest growing things for me through doing this. So –
1: I've seen that strength in you change. It's been a beautiful journey for both of us. And it's fun to really, we talk about like what we're learning from what we're doing together. And If we're finding so much value in what we're learning from these guests, we hope you guys are too.
0: And it's worth it for us if we're learning from what we're doing. So it's great. We love you all. We hope that you feel our love and all of this is for you to feel our love for you and Heavenly Father's love for you and feel love for yourself. So we hope that you feel that so that you can be good with where you are and then you'll feel motivated to become more. I love that.
1: Thank you for this surprise, Erica. Even though you I, I was really scared. I you hope know. that someone is able to connect to this and to be able to push outside of their comfort zone and try something that scares you Because you never know the beautiful places it will take you.
0: If you've enjoyed the podcast, please give us a rating and a review on the podcast app. This is a great way to help other listeners find us. And we really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for being here today.